Ladies and gentlemen, 31 days of horror, 31 movies. Here we are at the end. Welcome to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. I'm your host, Precious D, and with me is my co-host, Honeybee. Hey, y'all. Honeybee, we made it. We made it. You made it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Precious and D. Uh, I am, like, starting a slow clap for you right now. <laughs> you really did 31 days. How do you feel? Exhausted? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. I would like to thank all of my special guest hosts that helped me out along this journey. Yes, thank you guys so much. I want to mention that for some reason that I have no idea of, our most listened episode was Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Is that what it's called? I have no idea. That's hilarious. <laughs> that was one of, one of two that I did with, uh, yes, it is Monsters Unleashed. That is one of two I did with my brother Gabriel. It has... Almost twice as many listens as the other Scooby-Doo episode I did with my brother Gabriel, and it has surpassed our first episode as our most listened to episode. I have wow. no idea why. But there Thank you, you go. Texicano G. Yeah, thanks once more to all of my guest hosts. Next week, we will be back to our regular schedule with the beginning of the end. Yay! Which we actually recorded before. <laughs> We started this little uh, project, this experiment. I don't know if we'll do this next year or not. If you want us to do it next year, send us some feedback at monstermoviefuntimego at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know. So tonight we're wrapping things up with Halloween Kills from just now, from October 15th of 2021 is the release date. It was released in theaters and on Peacock, and it will be on Peacock for 60 days starting from October 15th. So you can do the math on that. The budget was $20 million and the box office so far is $92.8 wow. million. So that's all right. Yeah, no kidding. It stars, once again, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, Judy Greer as her daughter Karen, Andy Matichak as her granddaughter, Allison, and a whole bunch of other people, including various people and characters from the first movie. Anthony Michael Hall is playing Tommy Doyle. He was not the original Tommy Doyle. He was the, he's the third Tommy Doyle. Brian Andrews was the original. Paul Rudd played him in Halloween, The Curse of Really? Yeah. Apparently they tried to get Paul to come do it again, even though that movie is not part of the continuity of this movie. They did ask Paul, but he was busy making Ghostbusters. Damn. So they got Anthony Michael Hall. Charles Cyphers is back as Lee Brackett, the famous science fiction writer and sheriff, former sheriff of Haddonfield. Kylie mm -hmm. Richards is back as Lindsay, the other little kid. Oh, yeah. In the first uh -huh. movie. She did play the kid originally. She is probably best known these days as being a real housewife of Beverly Hills. Oh. And the last remaining original cast member of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But she's done a lot wow. of other stuff. 
starting as a kid and continuing through her adult life, she's been regularly active. There, oh, who's the other one? Cameron's father. I don't know if this was made clear in the first movie, but Cameron's father was Lonnie. Lonnie was one of the kids that harassed Tommy in the first movie. Yeah. Robert Longstreet is playing him, but he did not play him in the original oh, movie. Okay. Brent LePage played him in the original movie. Will Patton is Deputy Frank Hawkins, who they act like is a character from the original movie, yeah, but he's I, not. Yeah, that was kind of strange, I thought. He's, he's in a bunch of flashbacks and stuff, but he, is, he has been inserted into the original storyline. Why? Uh, he was not in number one. He was not in number two. Yeah, I don't know. They try to convince us that they have some sort of previous relationship, and they do not. And... Most interesting, I think, is we get an appearance by Dr. Loomis mm-hmm. in a flashback that looks very much looks yes, in a flashback, but it's new footage. It's not footage. From yeah, the but it looks film. like it definitely is. And it, it looks just like mm-hmm. Donald Pleasance. What they did was they there's a guy who's in the movie industry but he's not oh. an actor he is a construction coordinator okay. his name is tom jones junior i don't think the famous welsh singer is his father okay. but he looks quite a bit like donald pleasance and then they used uh, some prosthetics and stuff to make him look yeah exactly they did like a donald great pleasance. job and then they got another guy who can do a spot-on vocal impersonation of Donald Pleasance. And between the two of them, rather than just doing some computer generation that would have looked fishy, uh, they did this, and it yeah, worked it really great. Did. If you didn't know Donald Pleasance was dead, you would Indeed. think he was in this movie. So that at least was was something. was something. So does that mean did you did you hate it? I don't know if I hated it, but I didn't love it. And let me tell you, the internet in general does not. Yeah, I actually. So last night when we finished recording, I was like, I'm going to look up and see what show times are for Halloween tomorrow and see uh, if it's, you know, still in theaters or in theaters here or whatever. So I looked it up. It was like 10.07, I think, when we like hung up. Uh, or when we stopped recording uh-huh. and there was a showing at 10 30 and I was like, sweet. And I just went and watched it. I... <laughs> so you didn't watch on, on Peacock. I just went, to, just the went theater, to the theater. Yeah. Theater? Which is why I don't have any notes. Um, and also shout out to my okay. brother who was like, I was like, Oh, there's a showing right now. I'm going to go watch it. And he was like, do you want a partner in crime? And I was like, yeah. Do you know anything about the movies? And he was like, not really. And I was like, have you seen any of them? And he was like, nope. And I was like, hell yeah, let's go. So what was he his said impression? It was exactly like he expected it to be. Like, you know, slasher movie, lots of killing for no apparent reason. And also there was a there, there was people mm-hmm. behind us in the theater that were talking. Like they talked pretty much the whole time. So I felt comfortable talking. Uh, so I could fill him in in like certain parts. I would he would be like, What okay. is this? And I'd be like, Oh, okay, so in the original one, blah, blah, blah. And so I could fill him in a little bit and tell him what was going on. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of killings, uh, this has the highest kill count of any of the Halloween movies. I mean, he just, I saw two different numbers. Like 
uh, I saw one one thing was saying twenty seven, wow. and the other says thirty four. Wow. So I think the twenty seven is people we see Michael kill on screen, okay. and thirty four is the total number of people that die in Holy the movie because it lists two people that die off screen. Because Sandra and Phil get killed early on, and then a news report mentions four people getting killed on that street. So he must have killed a couple other neighbors. Dennis is killed off screen. The other escapee from the hospital dies, but he is not killed by yeah. Michael. So taking all of that into account, we end up with 34. Okay, okay. That's crazy. There's a lot of just, like, senseless, like... You're in front of me. I'm going to kill you in this one. Yeah. So I, I mentioned in the episode with the, uh, the first movie that he doesn't kill everybody he comes in contact yeah. with. In this movie, yeah. he pretty much does. If he sees you, he's going to kill you. He might hide in your bathroom first or for your no apparent reason. <laughs> yes, but he will kill you. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, they they really... And I think the last movie was nowhere near that even. Yeah. It was more like, more like 16, It's a lot. But, I mean, it's it makes more sense than, like, three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, let's, uh, let's get to it. Let's break this let's son of break a bitch down. Let's break it down. Down, down. <laughs> like the original Halloween 2... This one picks up on the same night as the previous yeah. movie, right where we left off. We start with Cameron, uh, who has had a fight with Allison and is now cursing himself for being a dumbass. And he is in the park and he runs across the body of his mm -hmm. friend Oscar, who as soon as they had an argument and seemed kind of broken up, tried to hit on, the, yeah. on Allison. He was drunk, though, but he finds uh, Oscar's body and he finds Officer Hawkins, who is not dead. He certainly yes. appeared dead yeah. in the last movie, but now we find out he is not dead, causing everybody to have to revise their death count from the previous movie. And then we get a flashback of young Hawkins on that night 40 years ago, as they mentioned multiple times in the movie, 40 years ago. Lonnie's getting bullied on the street by some kids and a cop pulls up and tells them to all go home, that a bunch of people have been killed. And Lonnie encounters uh -huh. Michael and in the Myers house and his partner Pete McCabe gets killed. Yes, Not by Michael, him. exactly. <laughs> He's about to get killed by Michael and Frank shoots him. <laughs> He's trying he to shoot Michael. in the throat. Yeah. So, I mean, he would have died anyway. Michael would have killed yeah. him anyway, but not great. I don't understand this character, like, why we added him in. Like, he doesn't add anything to the story for me. I, it was, I was really confused about this guy. Like, why we, why did we make this guy up all of a sudden? Like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. It's just random. It doesn't make any, it doesn't make anything better or anything. Like, it doesn't add to the story. Like, it's just right. super random. Yeah, there's some stuff later about he and Lori always kind of liked each other, but they never got together. So now they're kind of a love interest now, maybe, as they're both bleeding in the hospital. I don't know. I don't get it. And she's like, 
it's my fault he's alive and he's like no it's my fault he's alive yeah 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 weird so uh does he ever get to the house in the original yes he does okay i wrote myself a question but i know now what the answer is they're in the myers house when when michael tries to kill uh, the cop and the cop gets shot and i was trying to remember if michael ever made it into the house in the original but he does he gets yeah. to the house right away and then leaves the house to stalk Lori right. all over the neighborhood and i wrote a question about dr loomis cgi and but no i looked it up and he is not cgi but this is all the dr loomis comes in and he's yelling up the stairs at him did michael kill again and then we get the credits and this is all new information. This whole, we get through flashbacks throughout the movie. We find out that Michael was arrested by the police, but that is not what happened originally. But at least they did like give us that. They threw that scene in there to be like, hey, we know we, we're just pulling this out of our ass, but here's a little flashback for you. Yeah. So that's what we, in the comic book business is called retcon. retcon. Retroactive. Retroactive continuity. Okay. Then uh, after the credits, we get a talent show at the local bar. And the couple that I mentioned from the last movie are yeah. at the bar. We just see them getting in their car to go out in the fir- in the previous movie. And then it turns out they're important in this movie. And a bunch of Michael's uh, survivors are there celebrating. And it sounds like maybe they do this yeah. every year. So we have uh, Tommy gets up like he's going to do stand-up comedy, but instead just tells us about 40 years ago. Boogeyman escaped and he killed a bunch of people, but here's to the survivors. And it's him and Lonnie and Lindsay, the girl, Lindsay and the nurse that was accompanying Loomis. Oh, yeah, uh, from the, the original, the, uh, yeah, transfer. from 1978. Yeah, so that's the nice. same actress playing that, playing that nurse. She was also in, I think, number two, but then she was in uh, Halloween H2O, which was one of the reboots. As the same person? Yes, yes, as that nurse. Nice. Yes, that's everybody. And he raises a toast. This is to you, Lori cut to Lori in the back of the truck from the first movie. She's bleeding and they they hitched a ride in a in a passing truck at the end of the previous movie. And so some of the truck heading to the hospital when they see a bunch of fire trucks heading back towards their house and uh she's yelling out, no, 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 let it burn. So this is the uh flaw yeah. in her plan. That maybe setting fire to a house in the middle of a town might result in people coming to put out the fire. Yeah, but then also, I was like, I could, I was so mad. Not okay, mad's maybe a strong word, but annoyed when Michael pops out of that room just okay as can be. I'm like, she planned this for 40 yeah. years. Yep. Yeah. She had booby-trapped her house and set it up so that she could trap Michael in the basement and then set the room on fire and burn him alive in a cage. 
and it appeared to have worked at the end of the last movie. We see scenes of her setting this up and planning it and practicing it with her daughter when she was just a little. So she has been playing. This yeah. And then like time. when it actually happens, I'm sorry, Lori, but you dropped the ball several times, sister. <laughs> so one of the firemen falls through the. F- and Michael kills him. <laughs> and then another fireman reaches down to get the first guy and Michael grabs him and then comes out. Oh of man, the house. about chainsaw guy. <laughs> <laughs> he like walks out of the house and then this guy's just like <laughs> It's a rotary saw. Oh, okay. Some kind of piece of uh, rescue equipment that firemen uh, have apparently. Hilarious. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you see that guy, you know that's not going to work out. <laughs> so Michael proceeds to kill the whole yard full of firemen, mostly with a sort of a pickaxe kind of thing but also with a rotary saw. yeah with all of the weapons that they're holding in their hands a couple of, a couple of, couple of other things oh one second pause uh, they try pause, holding pause, him pause, off with the hose working okay and okay go ahead uh, they try holding him off with the fire hose at one point but that doesn't work <laughs> yeah. at all Uh, cut back to the hospital and we see Charles Cipher as Lee Brackett, the former sheriff who is now like hospital mm-hmm. security. And he recognizes when Lord's being brought in, he recognizes her. And they're going to operate. Yeah, they have a great uh, Grey's Anatomy moment here where she's like opened up and we get to see like her insides yeah. and then like sewing her belly button back. <laughs> it's really cool. This operation seems to go pretty quick. Yeah. She seems, because it seems to me like during the course of this whole movie, she should still be being operated on. But it seems to take like 15 minutes. Yeah. And they're like, they're, as they're sewing her up, they're like, she's just, she's going to be fine. She's just going to be a little sore. (laughs) Okay. Then we get to an old couple living somewhere near Lori's house and the lady is playing with a drone in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. Oh, this couple's funny. (laughs) This is Sandra and Phil and uh, a guy playing Phil I've Mm. seen before. Like, uh, as like a, maybe somebody's brother-in-law on a sitcom or something. I was thinking the same thing about the uh, Sandra character. I was like, where do I know this girl from? I think she reminds me of a comedian. But I feel like I had seen her before. Uh, probably. I mean, she looks like she's been <laughs> around. So Michael comes in and and she's messing with the drone, and it goes towards the bathroom, and then sort of gets knocked down. And they're like, "Huh? What? Is somebody in there?" Michael's hiding yeah. in their bathroom for no apparent reason. <laughs> and uh, this is when I wrote down in original movie, Michael passes lots of people without killing them. Not no. anymore. He kills the lady with a fluorescent light bulb. Yeah, wow. He he uh well, he mostly kills her. Then and she what, has to sit there yeah. and bleed out as she watches him kill Phil by pinning him to the little yeah. kitchen island and sticking every knife that they own. He takes all the knives off of the little knife rack and sticks them all into Phil's yeah. back. 
kind of like he's testing them to see which one has the best action. Oh, God. It was brutal. It felt like to me like he was just like toying with her, you know, like, oh, gosh, that yeah. that, that scene was that yeah. was rough. But I kind of feel like uh, he was t- testing the knives to see which one was best. Okay. <laughs> and then we cut to back to the bar where a guy is doing a ventriloquist act singing the song Shaving Cream. My favorite part of the movie. What? Why? Oh I love God. that song. It's a great song. Oh. <laughs> Are you not familiar no. with Shaving Cream? It's an old novelty song, the kind of thing that Dr. Demento would play. I also am not familiar with Dr. Demento. Well, he made Weird Al's career. Oh, okay. He had a radio show. He maybe still has a radio show. I don't know. And uh, he plays a lot of novelty songs like uh, like the kind of thing Weird Al okay. does okay. or uh, Fish Heads or They're Coming to Take Me Away. Aha. Yes. Songs like that. And uh, Camp Granada. And Shaving cream. Okay. I will not sing it right now. I will just send you a oh, link. Oh, come on. Give us a snippet. Just uh, a snippet. Okay. I think I'll break off with my girlfriend. Her antics are queer, I'll admit. Each time I say, darling, I love you, she tells me that I'm full of shaving cream. Be nice and clean. Shave every day and you'll always feel keen. Yay! Bravissima! Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Cameron calls his dad at the bar and everybody at the bar starts getting like uh, emergency alerts. Right. Yeah. And we also see that we also see the cops finding a dead cop and all the firemen. And then the news report in the bar and it talks about two inmates escaping and the kid from the last movie is on the TV. Yeah. He's like, he was my We see that he is still alive. Yes. Oh, Vicky. He's upset his number one babysitter got killed. I love that kid. He's so funny. Yeah. So the couple leave. The the couple we find out, they're dressed as, uh, she's dressed as a nurse. He's dressed as a doctor. But we find out that actually she is actually a doctor (laughs) and he is a nurse. Which is like the Bonnie and Clyde thing. Yeah. And, uh. The guy goes back for his stethoscope. He was letting the nurse. I didn't even make this connection. The woman who actually was a nurse, uh-huh. Dr. Loomis's assistant. He was letting her mess around with the stethoscope. Oh. And he goes back for it. He had to go back for it in the first movie. So this is his thing. Oh, he's leaving it yeah. behind. And she sees someone is in the car and comes running back in and tells everybody. And then we get the beginning 
of this catchphrase. Tommy puts some money in a little collection box that says love live today. And he says love lives today as he puts it in there. And then the nurse, I think, says, but evil dies tonight. And he goes out to he grabs the baseball bat from behind the bar and goes out to get Michael with a bat. And the car drives off and crashes immediately, and they go and look, and Michael is gone. But it's not Michael. We see it's the other escapee. Right. Yeah, I was so confused at first when I thought it was Michael. Like, what the hell? What's happening here? But yeah, it makes sense. It's the other. And then we cut to the Myers house, where a nice middle-aged gay couple are now living named Big John and Little John. Adorable. Super gay. Big John is the shorter of the two, but maybe he's called that for some other Wink a wink. Or maybe they just think they're being clever. He's played by Scott MacArthur, who used to be on The Mick, and Little John is played by Michael McDonald, who used to be on Mad TV. He was, uh, look at me, look at me, look what I do. Yeah, Yeah, Stuart. Stuart, that's right. But I'm sure both of them had been in lots of it. Oh, stuff. yeah, surely. And the kids, some kids play a prank on them, claiming that they got candy from their house and there was a razor blade in it. And one of the kids is laying there like he's bleeding. But And then while they're doing that, the kid in the skull mask sneaks in the house and takes all the candy. And they scare the kids by telling them, don't you know whose house this is? They don't come into the Myers house without being invited. And uh, tell them all, try to scare the kids. Yeah. And also, at, at, at the same time, letting the audience know we are living in the old Myers right. house. Uh, then Lori is recovering in the hospital. The surgery went quickly, I wrote. <laughs> Very quickly. And there is a morgue in this hospital. Yeah, we can just walk up to windows. it and see anybody who yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, like it's the baby, like it's the baby room. Weird. That is not not how morgues work. I had that same thought. Not only because it would be distressing, but also there's confidentiality concerns. Yeah, Allison's just looking in at the dead bodies like they're little newborn babies. Yeah, and the toe tag on one of them indicates that this is the doctor from the last movie. Michael's doctor. Boo, that man. Boo. Yeah, and the cop is questioning Allison. (laughs) <laughs> there next to the morgue and the sheriff is uh questioning karen or debriefing karen or whatever and she finds out that michael is still alive right cameron and allison meet back up with each other there at the hospital and tommy starts organizing a mob because <sighs> tommy's a fucking dumbass yeah i was not happy about this like situation this mob and then the evil dice tonight thing i was like oh my gosh yeah. what is this we'll get more into this mob in a, in a minute here uh, karen says michael's coming to the hospital for Lori and tells allison to wait with her grandma but allison just gives Lori a knife and goes to help with the mob action is this the knife that she just pulls out of the laundry hamper or is that later she wraps it up in like Lori's shirt or something and leaves it with her so i guess she's been holding it this whole time and then later karen just puts the shirt in the laundry hamper and i thought the knife was still in it but it turns out lori has got it tucked in next to her 
Well, at one point she gets uh, she gets it out of the laundry hamper because I was like, "What the fuck? She just kept that knife in that laundry hamper in the hospital." Oh, okay. So maybe she did throw it out, and I didn't see her get it back out. Maybe that's it. Anyway, in the parking lot at the hospital, Lonnie starts handing out guns. Oh God! As the people from the bar arrive, and he gives them guns, and they just start driving around, recruiting people and warning other people. And Tommy's just going up to random strangers and saying, I need some good men <laughs> and just telling them a crazy guy escaped and we just all need to go kill him. Ugh, stupid, ugh, bad, bad plan. Yeah. And then they they see some kids in a park and Lindsay goes to warn them. And this is the same kids from earlier. I really love this little scene because I felt like the kids did such a good job. It was very realistic of them. Like, what is this guy doing? We're not freaking three years old. And we're, like, yeah, he keeps trying to play hide and seek with us. Yeah, they're like peekaboo. <laughs> they're like laughing. I yeah, know. and then she's like, "Oh shit, it's Michael." And also, Dennis is not there. Yeah, they see Michael holding Dennis's mask. Yeah, his head. So when she tells them, I think that's why when she tells them to run, that they actually yeah. do, since Michael's holding Dennis's mask. Uh, yeah, on the juicy. roof. Oh, on the I wrote on the roof on the roof of the car. Here we get a moment that's sort of a, a little flashback, homage or reference. Yeah, a reference to a scene from the first movie where Michael's on the roof of the car trying to grab Marion by the hair, mm-hmm. but this time she has a gun. Which uh, someone take the gun away from Marion? Yeah, she starts trying to shoot him through the roof, but then when she's face to face with Michael, she's out of bullets because she shot them all through the roof. or the windows. She shot out the windows also. Yes, that's true. And the doctor accidentally shoots herself. Michael kicks the door open and hits her, and the gun spins around. She shoots herself in the head. Yeah. Lindsay gets away. And then back at the hospital, where's Allison? She left a note on the card. I don't know if she went to the gift shop first, but she left a note basically indicating I've gone off to join the mob to hunt for Michael. And that's where Karen throws out the shirt, which I guess has the knife in it. Yeah. I didn't remember Lori fishing him back out later, but. And Frank is brought in. I guess it's too crowded for him to have his own room. Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut back to Ani and the kids in the car, and he's telling Allison a story about her dad and how he used to buy drugs off of yeah, her. Yeah, he used to buy peyote. <laughs> but yeah, peyote. And one time her dad got so high that Lonnie never bought peyote again. <laughs> <laughs> And Tommy's on the road and found he found Lindsay's car. Oh, yeah. So they see Tommy in the road and he, he found Lindsay's car. And they start searching. And we see that Michael has been doing the thing he likes to do where he poses people's bodies. Uh-huh. So kids, he's killed more kids, this time off screen. He killed a child in the last movie. I was This week I was watching some of the other ones I hadn't seen or hadn't seen in a while. And through most of four and five, he's trying to kill a child. He just doesn't succeed. Nice. I don't know where people got this idea that Michael doesn't kill children, but clearly he wants to kill children. And in these two movies, succeeds in doing so. Yeah. Uh, but he's posed these dead people on the merry-go-round. It's the doctor and the nurse, though, that he posed on the merry-go-round. Yes. And Marion. No, the kid's on there, too, though, I uh, think. Or at least his mask. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Marion is hanging from the swing mm-hmm. I mean, they find Lindsay. And then back at the hospital, Lori and Frank talk and 
establish this prior history that they did not have or we have not seen annoying at this point Lori still thinks michael's dead and is telling frank we got him i got him yeah brackets at the hospital talking about his dead daughter and how 40 years ago i was busy telling my wife about my that our daughter was dead so i wasn't there to put a bullet in michael's head like i should have and the waiting room starts becoming more chaotic as victims' families come in and looking for them, Oscar's mother comes in, a couple of other people. And then the police put the hospital on lockdown. <laughs> and then Tommy starts talking out of his ass. He's back at the hospital now. I guess they took Lindsay there to make sure she's yeah. okay. And we get this evil dies tonight chant going and more <laughs> chaos. The, the police are trying to control stuff. And then Tommy's just like, you did a shitty job 40 years ago. and we're gonna make this end tonight and yeah i was uh, like oh god this feels very trump rally-ish to me (laughs) (laughs) and tommy tells Lori what's up and that michael's not dead and says you protected me when i was a kid and now i'm going to protect you and he goes and Karen and tries to calm things down. We 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 failed. Let's let the authorities do it. But Lori gets up and shoots herself up full of something. Oh my gosh! Oh my um, god! Morphine or something. Oh it makes the pain go away. Sticks it in her butt. And then screams out in yeah, pain. Yeah, like it was intense. Like holy shit! Oh. So, so yeah, she shoots herself in the butt with some kind of painkiller. Did she? Fill the needle yes, herself. She did. I don't think it was just like nope. Okay, so most likely not the appropriate dose. Yeah, <laughs> she's lucky she didn't just you know have instant heart failure right yeah. there. She says, uh, "Let him take my head as I take his," and I think this might be a reference to H two O. She cuts Michael's head off in H two O, and then in Halloween Resurrection, it turns out it wasn't his head. What? He had taken somebody else and like ripped their tongue out or something and put the mask on them so that Lori thought it was him, but it wasn't. It was just some poor innocent shit. Wow. Yeah, Michael. Because that's the thing. They they at the end of the movie they try to do a okay, he's we want him to be dead. We want him to be absolutely definitely dead, so we're gonna cut his head off. <laughs> And then in the next movie, they're like, psych, it wasn't his head. <laughs> that other guy is definitely, definitely dead. But Michael is not. But I don't know that he cuts her head off. I think he maybe just throws her off or something. Mm. It's been a while. She dies at the beginning of that movie. What? And uh, then we see that we get back to the Johns at the uh, Myers house, eating honey and smoking a joint and watching the movie... Minnie and Moskowitz. Oh, yeah. I looked up this movie. I'd never heard of it, but I was wondering if it was significant. Was it? Doesn't appear to be. But the guy says his name on screen, so I would look it up. See more Moskowitz. In the first movie, I believe they're watching The Thing. Uh Uh-huh. Yep, they are. Or the, the The Thing from Outer Space, which John Carpenter remade as The Thing. Mm hmm Which is based on a short story... Uh, Who Goes There by Williamson, I think. Anyway, so I thought maybe it had some significance. In Halloween 2, I think they're watching Night of the Living Dead, but they're probably watching Night of the Living Dead because that movie is in the public domain. Ah. 
through a mistake. There was never a proper copyright notice on it when it was first released. So it was instantly, accidentally put into the public domain. Oh, shit. Good to know. Yes. So if you want people in your movie watching another horror movie and you don't want to spend a lot of money, you have them watch Night of the Living Dead. Heard. Anyway, there, there doesn't appear to be any significance that I could find. To people watching Minnie and Moskowitz on Halloween, <laughs> like you like do. Like you do. And knock, knock, knock. Somebody is at the door. And first they're at the back door. Then they're at the front door. Big John gets a golf club. The back door is wide open. Someone's in the house. And Big John picks up a tiny little, like, cheese knife and says, I have this knife. And little John picks up a bigger knife and says, I have this knife. And then we come back to the hospital where things are getting worse. <laughs> and the other escapee is at the door and he's asking for help. But the mob just decides that it's Michael. Yeah, and I don't understand this because this man is like five foot tall. Yeah, he's nowhere near Michael's size. He's still wearing his hospital gown. Uh, I don't know if they saw the name of the mental hospital on it or just the fact that some weird guy's banging at the door. Michael wouldn't be asking for help. Michael doesn't talk. But they decide it's him and evil dies tonight. And they start chanting, and uh, and it's never good. When a mob is chanting something, <laughs> that's not good. Even if the mob is chanting, we like ice cream, that's not good. Yeah. And then back at the house, the Johns are investigating upstairs, and Big John gets stabbed and his eyes gouged out. <laughs> and little John says, Michael, you've come home. And then back at the hospital, the mob is now chasing that guy but karen's trying to tell them it's not him and nobody's listening yeah and at this point also Lori has beat up an innocent person and busted her surgery open <laughs> yeah yeah she seems to have opened up her wound she is trying to the two of them i think are trying to tell everybody it's not him yeah and oscar's mom because there is a morgue window <laughs> sees oscar's body in the morgue and people are now chasing the poor guy up the stairs it's total chaos and then Lori and frank have another conversation and frank blames himself because he stopped loomis from just putting a bullet in the back of michael's head yeah when he was the cops had him surrounded because of his guilt for yeah Lori basically gives him forgiveness you know you're a good man and you were doing your job at the beginning of the movie when Frank was found. He says, it needs to die, and I'm the one that needs to yeah. kill it. And now Lori says, it needs to die, and I'm the one that needs to mm -hmm. kill it. Unaware that Frank has already said that. Yeah. So Karen tries to help the poor guy, and the mob is coming, and they won't listen. And she tries to lock the doors at two ends of the hallway, and they're just determined to break through. And the poor guy just breaks out a window and goes out on the ledge and, and jumps. Oof. And this guy was obviously disturbed in some way. And now he was looking for help and he ends up throwing himself off a ledge. So fuck this mob and fuck Tommy. Yeah, I just didn't. And then I was like, is this some sort of symbolism for something? Because later on, she's like talking at the end. I think it's Lori that's talking at the end. And she's like, the curse, maybe the, the curse of what divides us is... Blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, 
what the hell is happening here? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, down on the ground, uh, Lee Brackett and Tommy are looking at the guy's body, and Lee's like, it's not him. And Tommy's saying, how do we know? How do we know? Like, well, how would you know it was him? Yeah, because he's you just, fucking, he's a tiny You don't know what man. he looks like. Yeah. But if you don't, if he's always wearing a mask and you don't know what he looks like, then why did you start chasing this random dude? <laughs> and Lee says, now he's turning us into monsters. Well, you kind of turned yourself no, you can't blame Michael for yeah, that. Yeah, you freaking douchebag. You did that to yourself. And then we get a flashback of Frank after he's shot his partner, saying he was trying to do the right thing, and this other cop covering it up, basically switching his gun. Here's what we're going to tell everybody. His gun went off. Give me your gun. Take this gun. So he's going to plant Frank's gun on the other cops so that the bullets will match up. Right. And back... At the hospital, Lori's telling Frank it was the doctor's, or is Frank telling Lori? Yeah, Frank's telling Lori it was the doctor's fault that he brought Michael here. Michael wasn't looking for her, the doctor yeah. brought him here. And talks about how Michael would stand looking out his sister's window, but was he looking out or was he looking in at his own reflection? Yeah. Frank and Lori and Lonnie elsewhere both figure out that Michael is going home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which um, the, let's see, the the kid's dad and Allison and the boyfriend, the kid, they all, when they go to the house, first of all, I really liked um, the dad. I thought he did a really good job in all of his acting, um, in all of his scenes, like, I really believed, like, he was either scared or, like, when he's remembering something, I really believed. I thought he was a really great actor. But I'll tell you the worst death for me in this movie. I mean, besides the woman having to watch her husband as she bleeds out, that was pretty gnarly. But was this little, the boy, the boyfriend, was Cameron? Yeah. Oh, God. His death was so brutal. I was like, no. It was pretty pretty bad. It was so bad. I was really sad that the dad, I knew it was going to happen, but man, when... The whole with the whole Cameron death, I was like, "Holy shit, this is sickening!" Not in a good way, in a bad way. Like, who? <laughs> so uh, at the hospital again, Karen and Tommy are talking, and Tommy's like, "All right, I fucked up, but I gotta still go try to kill him. I gotta keep trying." I'm like, "No, you yeah. don't. You've ruined enough. You got everybody all stirred up. All you did was get an innocent Tommy, guy killed." Tommy, sit down, will you? Yeah, take a take a knee, boy. And then at the Myers house, Lonnie is going in alone, finally. So in the first movie, there's a whole thing of like kids daring each other to go to into the Myers house. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tommy's like, Lonnie says it's haunted or whatever. And supposedly Lonnie had gone into the house. Yeah, he's like the only kid who was brave enough to go. But then he admits, I didn't. I didn't, never got it. I never went in. Maybe he just went up to the door, but he never went yeah. in. So now, Lonnie is finally entering the Myers house. He tells the kids to wait in the car. And they hear a gunshot, so they immediately get out of the car and go in. And they're looking for Lonnie. And they open a closet door and shoot a pumpkin. <laughs> Why is there a pumpkin in the closet? Up a... It, 
it's not a decoration. I mean, it's it's. I think it's been carved into a deck, a jack lantern, but it is sitting on a shelf in the in the closet. It's not like a plastic decoration that's been stored in the closet, and it wouldn't be in there anyway. They would have pulled it out for Halloween. Yeah, I felt like Michael put it in there to like scare them, <laughs> just on spec, yeah. just in case somebody opens yeah, the closet. Uh-huh. Yeah, like because it's like the shape of like a head or like a yeah, mm-hmm. and something about a huge gigantic squash bursting into a billion pieces after being shot is really satisfying for any people. Well, Michael is always doing weird shit like that. Like, let me just stand in this closet for a while, <laughs> just in case somebody. I need to gather my thoughts. Yeah, I'm just some somebody at some point someone will eventually open this closet. So let me just wait here. And today, I guess he was like, you know what? People are always expecting me to wait in the closet. Let me put a pumpkin in the closet. <laughs> yeah, so they'll think I'm in there. Yeah. So he, he's upstairs playing records, and he's posed bodies again. And I didn't notice this the first time, but I was watching some other video, and he appears to have posed them like a photograph. Yeah, like in the picture. Yeah, I saw that. And little John has a knife in his uh-huh. chest. We didn't see him get stabbed earlier. They cut away, and we just kind of heard a yell. Allison goes and pulls the knife out of his chest. But why? Doesn't she have a gun at this point? He's already dead. Yeah. If he weren't dead, she should absolutely not pull it yeah. out, because that'll just make him bleed out. Right. But she doesn't seem to need a... I think she has her own gun. She doesn't need a weapon. I just thought it was weird. <laughs> it was a really weird thing to do. That is really weird. And then, and and she and uh, Cameron split up. Yeah. This page has a lot of why written on it. Why? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Split. They split up. Why? And then Cameron finds his his dad has been shoved up into the attic. They have one of those attics with a little pull down stairway, mm-hmm. and blood drips down. Cameron's looking around, and some blood drips on him, and he looks up, and his dad's been kind of sh- halfway shoved into the attic yeah. again. Why? why? Why go to that trouble to put him up there? Because it's scary. I wrote Cameron killed, and then I crossed it out, stabbed, because he's not dead yet. Allison falls down the stairs. Cameron gets like shoved through the railing and is being yeah, bashed around. And Allison's yelling, come get me, motherfucker. And then Cameron, as he's coming down the stairs, Cameron's still kind of alive, but then he gives him a neck twist. Ooh. And goes down to get Allison, and she's yelling at him, do it, do it! And then Karen comes running in and stabs Michael in the back with a pitchfork. With a pitchfork! Like, where the fuck did you get a... Oh, it was on the porch. I just realized this. It was one of the decorations. I just realized this. When it happened, I was like, what the fuck? But now that I'm thinking about it, even um, (laughs) the guy, I guess it was Big John, when he's on the porch, he actually makes it a... He touches the pitchfork. Like, he taps it a few times. That's so funny that I'm just now realizing that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I didn't even think about it. I was just like, yeah, sure. She stabs him in the back of the pitchfork. I didn't even think about where You weren't even like, why the fuck does she have an Insta pitchfork in 2018? But as I said, I was watching some of the other movies, and Michael, in number five, stabs somebody in the back, someone else in the back with a pitchfork. Well, what year was it? That is actually in a bar. Yeah, that makes sense. And then he takes it and, and then he cuts someone with a with a scythe and then he stabs some cops with the pitchfork. Damn. 
But Karen stabs him in the back with a pitchfork and he goes down and then she curb stomps him on the stairs. He really should be dead by this point. That should have broken his neck, but he's not. She takes the mask off. (laughs) She gets his mask off and we see he's not dead. And she tells him to come and get it. And Karen leads him into a trap of sorts. It seems like everybody was like, okay, we're going to wait down here. (laughs) You go up to the house if you need to, grab anything nearby and stab him in the back with it and see if you can get him to chase you down this way. So he chases her like between two houses or something and into an area where she's left his mask on the ground. And when he goes to pick it up, he stands up and sees that he's surrounded. And former Sheriff Lee Brackett says, hey, Michael, it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to one good Ooh, scare. Which is from the first movie with Lordy. Who said it? Who said that in the first movie? He said it. Bracken? He accidentally okay. walks up on Lori. She's standing in his yard, and uh, okay. and she she's like looking. She sees Michael, and then she's like looking, and he walks up behind her, and she's ah. And he's like, "Well, it is Halloween. Everybody's entitled to one good scare." I, I thought it might be because it's such a specific thing to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, it was. And Michael. Uh, puts the mask on and then everybody starts hitting and shooting him. Somebody ends up shooting someone else though. (laughs) Again, because you know, he smacks them and the bullet goes astray and they've got him down on the ground. They're beating him and they say, we got this Karen, go be with your daughter. But she stabs Michael in the back with one of the kitchen knives. that's around one of the people in this crowd is holding an iron. Uh And apparently this has become a big hit on the internet. People are calling her the Iron Maiden. They just thought it was a weird thing. (laughs) Somebody has a cricket bat. Somebody in Haddonfield, Illinois has a cricket bat. Weird. And there's baseball bats and there's two by fours and um, an iron and a few guns. And she stabs Michael with a knife uh, sort of in the back. And then we cut to Lori. Lori is saying, oh, used to think he he was mental, mentally disturbed or something. But the more he kills, the more he transcends into something impossible to defeat. Yeah. Fear, people are afraid. That is the true curse of Michael. Mm-hmm. Then we see Karen with her daughter back at the, uh, the Myers house and Laurie at the hospital with Frank. And then Michael pulls the knife out of his own shoulder and slashes someone with it and gets up and proceeds to just kill everybody that was around him with the knife from his own back. <laughs> and then back at the Myers house, Karen sees a figure in the window. It doesn't look like Michael though. It looks like it, woman. I thought it looked like it, it looked like Michael as a little boy. Oh, maybe that was it. I thought it kind of looked like Karen herself. No, it, it to me, it looked like, um, like six year old Michael. Could be, could be. Because they talk about that, that he would just stand there looking out Mm -hmm. the window. But then the figure's gone. Tommy gets killed. Karen goes upstairs to look out the window. Lori is talking. So we keep cutting back and forth between these things. Lori's talking about what Michael means. Blah, 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 blah. Bunch of pretentious stuff. And then Michael is in the room. I guess he's come through the back door. Well, no. Hey, that's what she said. (laughs) Kills Karen. And then looks at his reflection in the window. We cut to Lori looking out the hospital window, door, whatever, and then back to Michael 
looking out the window. But we're looking at him looking out the window. We're not looking at him looking at his reflection right. now. And then credits. The end. Until there's one more, right? Halloween Ends is the name of the next one, which will be the end of this little trilogy. Quadrology, <laughs> counting the first one. But that doesn't mean there won't be more Halloween ones in, yeah. in, in five or ten years. Yeah. But that is meant to be the end of this continuity. Wow. So? Something I was listening to seemed to think that it's like in the contract that they can't kill Michael. Oh. Because they want to keep that intellectual property alive. But they can just reboot him like they, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. I, what did you think about this movie? I thought it wasn't as good as the last yeah. one. I really liked how they trapped him and killed him in the last one. I mean, this is definitely the middle of a trilogy, so it's just wide open. Yeah. He's still alive. Uh, I thought it was a bit excessive, rough to, to bring back all those old characters and just kill them yeah. all. Yeah. Oh, gosh, that was rough. I definitely did not like it as much as the last one. Yeah, I agree. I totally didn't like it as much as the last one. I thought there was some cool stuff in it, but uh, yeah, I was kind of like lame on most parts. I'm not sure I really give a shit about Michael Myers in general. Yeah. Like in a vampire movie, you might be interested in the vampire or care about the vampire. Mm-hmm. But in a zombie movie, you're not interested in the zombies. You're interested in the people right. that are fighting the zombies. The zombies themselves are not interesting in any way. Uh-huh. And to me, Michael's, Michael's kind of like that. That uh, You've got to be interested in the people that are Okay, that Michael. makes sense. But Michael himself is not terribly interesting because there's just nothing there. Uh, yeah, I think that I just... For me, the Halloween series, it like really just doesn't make sense. You can't like really like expect any like logic or any like time to like be relevant. But it's just one yeah. of those movies that like plays on your imagination and plays on like just the fear of what if this happened? If this happened, like if this guy killed a bunch of people and then like posed them and set them up to, yeah. like, fuck with other people or to, like, fuck with your head. Like, that's so crazy. That's so scary to think about. So it's, like, these movies, for me, it's just like that. Like, you have to let go of, like, if you say that doesn't make sense for too long, you just kind of start to hate it. But it's just one of it's just <laughs> one of those things where it's like, ooh, that's scary. Like, that's terrifying. Or, oh, my God, that would be so scary. That like makes these movies like exciting or good, but they don't really make any sense, any good sense. <laughs> any, any damn any damn sense. sense. <laughs> yeah. But um but I did enjoy I enjoyed watching them. It was nice. It was fun. <laughs> happy Halloween, everybody. Happy, happy Halloween, Silver Shamrock. That's from Halloween three. I thought you were gonna sing more I thought that was more shaving cream. No, no. I'll send you the link to that. Though. So, what are you gonna rate it? Um, man, I think I'm gonna rate this one a three point three. Uh, I think I'm gonna give it a two and a nice. half. Yeah, I'm being a little generous there, but I'm gonna say a three point three. <laughs> so, uh, there you go, folks. 
There we go, folks. Wow. That is it for 31 Days of Horror 2021. Holy shit. Have a happy Halloween. Be safe. We will be back with a regular episode on Friday, the beginning of the end. Where did we watch that? Is it on YouTube? I honestly can't remember. It was so long ago. It feels like forever ago. I think it was available on YouTube, probably unofficially. <laughs> uh, you can email us, monstermoviefuntimego at gmail.com. You can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mmftg. Please rate and review us on iTunes or any other podcast platforms that allow you to rate and review things. Tell all your friends. Anything else you want to say, honeybee? Um, no, I don't think so. I love you guys. I'm so grateful for you guys. We loved all of the guests. Thank you so much. Happy Halloween. Can't wait to bring you more monster movie fun times. Okay, then. Uh, we will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Fun Time Go. Oh, yeah. Heedle-doodle-doodle. Whee!